0: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardaselli, as always. We are officially in basketball season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, basketball activities have began. The Kings have had media day on Monday. They are in the thick of things in terms of training camp. Uh, I believe they have today off. Today we are recording on a Friday uh, midday. They have today off. They will be back at training camp tomorrow and then have their very first preseason game on Monday we are three days away from Kings basketball officially being back they play the Los Angeles Lakers in LA and uh Frank you'll be there for it all Frank uh how you doing man
1: Chris it's good to see you I've seen you already before but it's been a been a couple week break (laughs) we've had but uh I, I did go down to uh, to Beantown to Boston. We had some right. vacation, end of summer vacation. We got back. Uh, you've been having I do, It's like, been a
0: minute since we recorded. I guess. Y-
1: yeah, I mean, I went to Boston, so that was you know about a week and a half, and and then uh, you have been just doing a million things at work, wearing Trillions. four or five different hats. So we've had yeah. some uh, some scheduling issues. Just some, you know, Chris is very hard to track down. Um, it's tough. But it's tough. But uh, now. This is what we're paid to do. So we are, we're locked in for the season. Uh, I'm doing good, though. I'm doing good. Um, not a sushi guy. I guess tonight we're having some kind of sushi situation. <laughs> I've looked up the menu. There's like a noodle plate I'm going to get. So it's like a beef noodle plate. So I'm all set there. But uh, I'm, uh, I've enjoyed this week kind of being back. I was back. not
0: anticipating hearing your dinner plans for tonight. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm I just was. thinking about
1: what's on my mind yeah. right now. Quick, <laughs> quick, quick thought, though, before we move on. Uh, nothing to do with noodle plates, but uh, in Boston, you would be surprised about how many people I talk to that are Celtics fans that sound mm-hmm. like they're literally from Goodwill hunting. Like they, they, I, I met a guy who I swear I to them. God was, was Matt Damon. Like it was his voice <laughs> taken from his body on, on Goodwill hunting. And you know, you, you small talk of people, you find out what they do. They find out what you do. And I tell them my job and everything. And they, they all kind of gave me the same reaction. Nobody really was like, Oh, the Kings, they all like, Oh, they have some young talent. Like everybody, I don't know if they're being nice to me because, like, they're just meeting somebody and you're being <laughs> polite in a public, like, a public well, it's, scenario.
0: It's tough when you know you're kind of the perspectives are literal, complete polar opposites. Like the Boston yeah. Celtics are quite literally the most winning franchises in in in, in NBA history. Yeah, they're, they're the Yankees of the, the Kings NBA. are, I mean, probably not exactly, but you know, with this with this streak, they are one of the. Worst franchises in NBA history. So, uh yeah, there's definitely it's, it's 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 interesting to uh, I'm sure it was interesting to get uh, well that perspective. Well, the,
1: the conversation would always go back to obviously De'Aaron Fox, and it's I swear to you, I was in like this conversation at this bar with like three or four other like we were like in a circle talking just basketball, and they all told me they would rather have have De'Aaron Fox and Marcus Smart, and I was just kind of sure. like not surprised. I mean, I'm not. I kind of feel the same way. I think what Marcus Smart brings is very valuable. I mean, he's defensive player of the year. He's a stopper, but um, biased. I would also do that. But I'm surprised that people over there feel the same way. Probably because they're just frustrated from his offensive output, I'd imagine. But it still was surprising to me to be in what, to me, felt like a like a different world. I've gone to the East Coast a couple of times in my life, but being in Boston was new to me and being around all these people that that uh, are passionate Celtics fans. And they all were just like, oh, yeah, like, buddy like Fox over over smart are you kidding me so it was it was <laughs> an experience over smart well, it's funny
0: you mentioned that I mean we're going to talk about it a lot more later but in the ESPN rankings for the season Marcus Smart was significantly higher than De'Aaron Fox
1: that's a problem that's problematic so yeah um that's 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 we're going to get into that for sure I know Chris yeah. you have a lot of notes written up which uh, you you've withheld from me because I I, I purposely was like stop don't tell me anything I want to be surprised yeah. you did some research um, you did your own research, research, research. and, uh, yeah, but it's going to be back. It's nice to get that, um, perspective over there. Saw a couple of Yankee games, saw judge hit two home runs. That was incredible. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, uh, but basically I want to ask you cause you've been at camp. Well, you've been at camp the last couple of days and immediate yeah. day. We, we have, you, um, felt excited at all. I, I haven't really started feeling excited until I think today when I was, Telling Allie about how the, well there's a game Monday, and mm-hmm. home game a week from Sunday. So I'm just wondering, have are you like excited excited at all? Because like it's kind of interesting. They have they have one more day of camp tomorrow, and then we're into the the real thing. Like we're into mm-hmm. preseason. So does it feel? Do you feel excited at all? Or are you kind of just like let's see what happens at the end of training camp when we have the roster and everything?
0: I'm excited that they are back. I'm excited that they're playing basketball again. But in terms of like excitement for actual you know, like, oh, I'm excited because I think that this is going to be a very exciting season. Uh, I'm still like very reserved on that. I am I just really I'll be excited on opening night, actual opening night um, preseason. I was talking with Jason Ross about it. Uh, it was either earlier this week or late last week. And uh, it's kind of I guess it's a blessing. Last preseason, we went five and oh um and then had the season that we had so that tells me that if the kings go 5 and 0 again this preseason, or i think they play 4 games 4 and 0 this preseason um we really like we can't get too excited about it because clearly we just saw last year it means nothing on that same token if the kings go 0 and 4 we cannot freak out about it and be like the season is over because it doesn't matter um so, I say all this to say opening night i'll be super excited um but i'm not i think i'm at the point where i'm free of expectation. I really just want to see how it looks for real and
1: at that point i'll I'll kind of reevaluate my expectations yeah it's all going to kind of come down to and again I think we all i i mean as a as a sports fan, you want to see your team win like whether it was mm-hmm. back along when I was in college or high school, or younger, I wanted to see the Kings win preseason games. I wanted to see them win the game because that's kind of the point—you play to win the game, right? Preseason's a little Herm. different, Herm, Herm. Yeah, shout out Herm. Uh, Preseason's a little different, like spring training too. Like I think sometimes I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was the Pirates a couple of years ago went like twenty-one and O or twenty-two and It was like a, not, a, not a couple of years ago. It was like in the eighties or seventies or something. I, <laughs> I heard it on a Yankee broadcast, like so yeah, the Pirates went undefeated one year in spring training and then they they won like fifty-one games out of one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. So uh it's it's nice to see the kings you know have more points at the end of a preseason game but I think what we're gonna be looking for uh it's a little it's a little more complex than that I mean they I think some things we need to keep an eye on uh I guess I can start by asking what are you gonna be looking for I'm gonna be looking to see what Rashawn Holmes does I think that that he's been kind of a talk of camp we'll get to him a little later on I think but uh looking at what Rashawn Holmes can do looking at uh, the, the backup point guard situation. I mean, is there anything that's sticking backup out to backup. you? Backup, backup point guard. Excuse me, the backup, backup yeah. point guard situation. <laughs> are uh, Are you kind of like looking for one thing more than the other? Or are you kind of just wanting to see, um, I don't know, those things I just named?
0: No, yeah. I mean, and even, sorry, to to bring it back, to tack on to the uh, preseason doesn't matter. The Oakland Ra- Oakland? Oh, whoa, boy. Excuse the, uh, you, Vegas, excuse yeah, you. Yeah, excuse me, Gesundheit. Twist the knife, I um, don't you the Vegas Raiders went three and O in this preseason and have started this regular season. zero for three. Yikes. So again, preseason doesn't matter. Um, the thing that I'm most excited for, for training for, for preseason games, um, <laughs> I'm just going to exclude any starters, you know, obviously I-, I hope Sabonis plays under 10 minutes a game. He, I just don't need to see him. I don't need to see De'Aaron in the preseason. Um, to me, and it sounds hilarious, but it is that backup backup point guard battle that I am looking forward to most. It is the Del Vadova versus Quinn Cook. I want to see if Delhi still has some NBA game left in him, Um, because I think if he does, I'm I'm excited about him. He's actually being way. on this team. He is. No, he, he, looked, he looks great. He looks
1: stacked. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Delhi's put on some muscle unit.
0: Yeah. Quinn Cook, obviously, too. I mean, if, if Quinn Cook shows out well, I think that's he's also a great addition. Just whoever whoever looks better in that in that point guard battle, I'm really excited to see. I am excited to see Casey Akpala. How good can he be? Can he actually be a uh, a solid backup small forward? Um, you know, can he be a little bit better than what we saw from O'Harkless last year? Um, and yeah, you know, Rashawn for sure. I'm, I'm not as concerned about Rashawn's play again in the preseason. I think he's the big thing for him. will be figuring out his role, his actual role with the team throughout the season, figuring out how he can get back to being a productive player. Um, you know, in, in a limited role. Um, that's really about it. Honestly. I mean, I want to see Mike Brown, you know, Mike Brown in general. Yeah, I just want to see Mike Brown, how, he, how his energy on the sidelines. Scream I mean, on the sidelines, huh? Um, yeah, De'Aaron was talking in, uh, in after training camp the other day about how Mike's energy is crazy. He'll run down the sidelines with the guys and yell at
1: them. Um, we, we've heard you know, from a lot of players. Bad, big or small. We've heard from a lot of players about how, and I think Malik Monk said it, uh, like one of the most notable players said that it's very intense, like the difference between, training camps have passed. These players have gone through and, and players in the camps that they're going through right now at the Kings, Malik Monk, you know, he's been around for about six, seven years, like De'Aaron Fox now. And what we saw on our first day walking into training camp, which I've never seen walking into a Kings practice before. I mean, again, this is the first time we've had like training camp access in a couple of years, but um, the free throw for, for sprints, you know, exercise that I'm sure a lot of you ran back and, in high school and, and and back in Parks and Rec ball or, or what have you, but you know you you put a player at the line to take two free throws. And If you don't yep. make both, you you run them, you go down and back. So seeing that happen was kind of interesting to me. Like we watched the Kings run hard that first day of camp. They were running hard. All the guys were winded. Uh, I like normally I think we were joking. The media were joking about we'd be concerned about the fact that they missed so many free throws and had to keep running. But it, I, it's the first day at camp. They're running. Very hard and I'm not gonna read too much into it, but some of the guys you'd expect to knock him down and stop it, like Kevin Herter, Terrence Davis, Harrison Barnes. Um, even surprisingly, Alex Lennon at the end, who I think if I don't if I recall correctly, he's a decent free throw shooter. But well now I'm curious. But they Coach Brown went to the middle of the court on that first day of camp and said, All right, like I'm missing Alex to the line. He's just under seventy percent for his career. Not great. I'm an Alex of the line. If he makes both, practices over. Um, and coaches run. If he misses them, you guys run three sets. So he, he made both. That was in the practice. Fun to see. Uh, second day of of camp, we walk in and DeAaron Fox yells to us, hey, like, y'all miss it. We didn't run any sprints today. So uh it just seems like the vibes are are high. The morale is is positive. Like compared to last year, man. You remember when we came in and we had, you know, Buddy Heel was being Buddy Heel by liking other instagram or, or twitter yeah. things about leaving the kings marvin bagley was need i say more um <laughs> the luke walton discussed around the fan Mama, base was yeah. was still around it's just like it's kind of night and day don't you think like as far mm-hmm. as the vibes being just turned upside down
0: yeah definitely and i think uh i think again De'Aaron made point of that his uh the other day after training camp i believe he said uh he was asked like hey it seems like just what you said. The the vibes are better. It seems like people are just happier. Um, and De'Aaron compl- like without hesitation completely agreed and was like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I think that's where he mentioned Mike Brown bringing that energy, uh, just being excited. It's just just really bringing an excitement to the team that uh, you know it's it's interesting. I've been saying I've been workshopping this theory that I feel like they liked Luke Walton the person." but they really like Mike Brown, the coach. Um, and I, I, yeah, it just feels like to me, that's the difference. I don't want to use the term respect because I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know enough about the situation to say if the players respected Luke Walton, but I would absolutely say that the players 100% have the respect or Mike
1: Brown has the respect of his players. You know, what I have to say to that. What. Well. <sighs> <laughs> I'm going to use that so much this year.
0: You, man. Was that awkward to you? It wasn't awkward to me. I had somebody ask me yesterday if uh, if that was an awkward moment. And I was like, no, it was actually like legitimately like funny.
1: I I think it was interesting. I think a lot of uh, most of us laughed in the media scrum. I, we're, the younger people like me, Brendan, Cam Salerno, I think we all kind of like were the ones that were laughing the most. And the other people that have been around forever were kind of just like, uh-huh. Like a little like, uh-huh. And then I was like, I was like dying. I, I just knew what was I yeah. knew the meme potential. I will say James Ham identified it immediately. He like left the scrum. As soon as it happened, he just like had his phone out and immediately <laughs> walked away to go post it and then it went like viral. You know, it went on bleacher report and everything. Yeah. He just he knew and recognized the meme potential and took off. But um it was hilarious during every media day. Uh, media, like, every player interview we got in the scrum, in the middle of, like, a, a question, you just hear someone just screaming across the gym, yeah. and the Kings did post that final product yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them are like, kind of cringy, some of them really funny, <laughs> like, I mean, you're asking someone, you're asking a grown, you're asking grown men to roar, you know, so Yeah, some, some of, of them are, were not, yeah, not taken with it. No, I mean, some of them were just like, I'm not gonna do it, like, Sabonis just, just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it quiet, and then you guys can put like audio you guys in for can, me. Yeah, put it in post.
0: De Did Aaron you see? Uh, the... I actually posted that video on Twitter. Did you see what I posted it with? Yes, uh... <laughs> Davion with his with his grunt. His he was a...
1: and uh... see, with the the fox like it was like a I can't even wow. do it. It's like I can't a, like I can't do cougar. it either. It was like a like a it's a fox I think right. <laughs> I don't think foxes made. Don't they go like <laughs> 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 is that, that's her laugh, right? Like oh. a laugh so on YouTube, Fox laughs. I was like,
0: yeah, bro. I honestly I can't tell you. I, I'm pretty sure foxes don't roar or make like I I feel like they do cackle. That sounds vaguely familiar. No, I think the,
1: the fox laughing thing was like a vine, right? Like uh Oh, it
0: was. I do remember that. Oh
1: yeah. It's like, well, let's listen to her. let's go, right Tom Brady. Um no, but I'm I have it right here. <laughs> no nope, not you
0: oh come on frank Jeez. hold on hold on this is, this laugh terrible
1: radio laugh oh <laughs> yeah See, they, they laugh wow <laughs> all right that that was, beautiful. anyways how that about beautiful the sacramento place. how about the sacramento king's coverage sorry yeah um, uh yeah let's move on please <laughs> beef noodle plates and oh. uh fox laughs um on a more serious note I will say the other battle I'm kind of like looking to to see is the power forward situation kind of interesting I think uh it was it was Anthony Slater from the Athletic had a had a piece come out this week where he sat down with Mike Brown and Mike Brown said they Keegan Murray is like not locked in to be the yeah. starting power forward I mean I don't know if that's just kind of I don't want to come out and say that our rookie's going to be starting at power forward but I my knee-jerk reaction was like, I don't love that. I think he is one of the better players in the roster and probably should start. But uh, do you read much into that, or do you think it's possible because like the Kings have kind of not been a franchise that brings rookies out to be starters day one? I'm just wondering do do you think uh, do you think that Mike Brown's being serious? <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's not, he's obviously not saying he's not going to start, but I, I do, I will say I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I could, I mean, the Kings have a lot of flexibility. I mean, they can, they can throw one of Monk or Davion into the starting lineup for the first couple of games and just let Keegan get his feet wet and then kind of ease him into the starting lineup. Um, I thought it was interesting. I think Kevin Herder, um, either after training camp or on media day when asked about Keegan. um, His answer was interesting to me. I believe he said he was a, he's a, he's a total bucket getter. Um, But then also was quick to mention he's got some, he's got some lumps that not lumps, but he was just like, you know, he's got some development that he needs to uh, not needs, you know, he, he just made point that, you know, this guy isn't LeBron James ready to come out the womb right now. Um, and and be an NBA star, so I I thought that was interesting. That stuck with me. I, I have, I'd have a tough time believing that Trey Lyles or somebody, you know, a different Tremese. power. Yeah, I don't think a different power forward would get the start over Keegan, but um, I could see a situation like I said, where maybe they slide Herter to the three and Barnes play at the four, and maybe play with that two um, two
1: guard pl- uh, position. Oh, t- probably TD. I would imagine TD maybe at TD that point as well. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Okay, so that that I can wrap my head around. I I I I do like that. My thought, I'll I guess I'll share that in a second. But I now I'm thinking about that. That does make sense to me because you keep Davion, Malik Monk, and give a bench, you know, with Keegan and Rashawn. So then your bench is Davion, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, Rashawn, and then maybe like Chemezi or Trey Lyles. I mean, whoever you want to fit in there. And yeah. That might mean Keegan's playing some three. Yeah. Which, I think, in my opinion. Keegan Murray someone who could be the, the the next. And again, it's a lot of positionless basketball. Like I mean, they, yeah, they,
0: and that's also in, assuming that you're going to have all five bench players on the court at the same time. Yeah,
1: but Basketball is kind of evolving. I think we all are aware of that. There's a lot more positionless basketball going on. You see a lot of playoff teams not have traditional centers. Uh, it's it's kind of just changing. And I think that yeah. one of those things that the Kings are trying to do by that is they're not going to paint. Keegan Murray into a corner and categorize him as a power forward or a small forward. He can play both. Harrison Barnes can play both. Uh, Kevin Herter can play guard spot and a forward spot. He's six, seven, six, eight. So I do like that idea. and would not be surprised about um, the possibility of seeing someone like TD in the lineup over Keegan to kind of have him in that with that bench unit. Cause as we've seen over the past couple of years, there is a significant drop off in, mm-hmm. in, I think it's kind of why the Kings have lost so many games over the past two seasons in particular, that their bench has been so weak. It's just been such Mm a bad second unit. Their starters, back when they had Tyrese and Fox in the backcourt with Barnes and and Holmes at the top of his game, that's a decent starting lineup. And like Bagley, I guess, like if he's a guy who's going to get you 10 and 7, that's fine. But by doing this, if they can lengthen their lineup, I'll I'll be on board. But my original point was, uh there's there's not an argument to a better player on the roster starting over him like if we're going to k- paint yeah. him into that corner and say oh power forward spot Keegan Murray if you're going to put Kemba over him because of experience or Trey Lyles because of experience that's not no. that's not going to cut it for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it it that just yeah, there there's no reason to do that and I I think the only reason why you shouldn't start Keegan is if you believe he's just not ready and yeah. uh I mean to me that's, that just doesn't speak to Keegan. I think Keegan is, is a ready to go guy. Um And I don't really know what the difference, I mean, there will be a difference, but I don't know if there's that big of a difference between starting him game one and starting him game eight or 10 or five, yeah. whatever, you know, I, I think, you know, just, just throw him in the fire and the Kings already kind of have a really tough start to their season in terms of scheduling. Like might as well, you know, I don't, I don't know why you shouldn't go out there and, and uh, and go swinging, but you know that that's that's something we'll have to kind of wait and see how how the uh, how the rotations fill out because I, I haven't looked and it'd be interesting to do some research, but I don't know how um, how good of a predictor
1: preseason starting lineups are. I'd be well, interested change. to see how. Yeah, they're gonna change every game. Mm. I I think the last preseason game you can say yeah. okay, like I think in the past couple of seasons that's what I've kind of found. It's like same thing with. NFL their last preseason games. I mean, sometimes they they. Actually, the NFL is not a good example. Baseball, you have your full lineup usually playing in your final preseason game. NFL usually have your guys taking the last game off mm-hmm. in most cases, but NBA I think we'll see the the, the rounded out lineup and in the final preseason game. But yeah, it's gonna change. I think we're gonna see. um one game, we might see Trey Lyles at the four. The next game, we could see Keegan Murray. One game, we could see Malik Monk at the two. We could see Kevin Herter. I think that Mike Brown's going to toy with a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, I didn't really talk about this possibility. One of the key talking points of of media day and the past couple of training camp days is uh, Rashawn Holmes and the possibility of playing Nexus a bonus. Now, I don't know if that's rumored. Not rumored, but I don't know if... I Because I saw things about it in the offseason, too. I didn't hear it from anybody or hear it anything like close to the team but I think that Mike Brown's very high on Rashawn Holmes and the possibility uh, looms to have Holmes play next to Sabonis now to that I'll say and I wanted to get your thoughts I don't like that as a starting lineup because just seems kind of like it clogged the paint I mean I know that Sabonis can operate on like the key like the top of the key and and outside the paint as as a facilitator but he does his scoring within ten to fifteen feet. He loves those half hooks, the ones that Marvin Bagley could not hit. Sabonis can hit those. Sorry, I'm dragging Marvin a lot in this podcast. Um, Rashawn is a, is a push shot guy, so I'm just that. That's been a, a topic of discussion, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you think that that's something that could happen? Those two players playing together in a situation where Rashawn comes off the bench and they're just kind of running together for a few minutes, and then Alex Len comes in. I mean, I'm just trying to, to think about, or are they bring another power forward? Have you kind of like thought about that at all? Or do you think it's going to be a hard Holmes is the backup center? He's coming in for Sabonis. Yeah,
0: I've thought about it for sure. I think, um, you know, against certain matchups for sure, you know, Minnesota comes to mind. If you're going to go against Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, you probably want to have as much size as possible out there. I don't know if you want to throw uh, HB or, or Keegan Murray in that kind of fire. But um, I can definitely, I think it'll happen throughout the game. I don't think that they'll ever close with it. I can't imagine, like, unless there's, you know, that maybe Minnesota game or something, they would start those two. But I think it's both players are good enough to deserve minutes that you have to see if it can work out. I think all of your concerns are definitely legitimate. I think the spacing thing is very real. For all Wait, the all the it, uh, reasons you just mentioned, was
1: Rashawn the one? Did he play well against Cat like the past couple of years? Is that the one? I, I, I can't remember. I believe it is Cat. Remember? Sorry, go on. But uh, I, 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 mean, I can.
0: Find Sabonis first two games were against Cat with the Kings, correct? And uh, just, it, he it, only his, played
1: one game. He played one, and I think yeah, he one one did pretty well. He did great. Um, yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, I'll I'll pull up Rashawn's game log from. I think it was last year, but I do recall him like playing well against them. But yeah, sorry, please continue.
0: No, 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 you're good. Um, I think, I think it makes sense to try them together for sure. And I mean, it, to me, Sabonis' biggest weakness is for sure actual rim protection. I don't mean his defense at the rim, but I mean blocking shots and affecting shots. And that's something that Rashawn was very, very good at before coming to Sacramento. And I think he's he's shown glimpses of being able to do that in Sacramento early in his uh, in his stint here. But he's kind of as he's became a starter and kind of had a bigger role with the team. I think that part of his game has kind of fallen by the wayside, but uh, maybe with a more distinct uh, defined role that he has this season, I could definitely see him being a much better rim protector. And, and uh, you know, he doesn't provide the spacing offensively that miles Turner does. And miles Turner is also an elite level shot blocker, but I think uh, a combination of, of Holmes and Sabonis isn't insane to throw out for five to 10 minutes a game, um, you know, situation pending for sure.
1: No, I mean, it could all be like matchup based. Like you said, if, if if they're both performing well and they're, they're playing a team with two big, I mean, Cleveland's another another scenario where I think would be, I don't know. I don't know if you want to throw Keegan Murray at, at Jared Allen or Evan Mobley. So if uh, you want to go with your, your own twin towers, yeah, by all means, like, I think that's, that's a very good idea. And the fact that the Kings have the luxury of, of doing that, having Rashawn Holmes, having Sabonis, That's a good spot to be in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Kings kind of with the exception of small forward. And I guess if you want to put Keegan at small forward, really go too deep at just about every position, which is not, not normal for something that we have here. And, and with that provides, I feel like I've used this word a lot, but a lot of lineup flexibility where you can really match a lot of, a lot of teams lineups and, and, you know, you're, you're kind of still playing to your strengths. I think the problem with to kind of further elaborate on, on the uh, Sabonis and Holmes spacing issue is that was the entire emphasis of this off season was shooting and defense. You could argue defense wasn't addressed too highly, but shooting clearly was a major priority for this team. And if you're going to throw out Holmes and Sabonis in, in a lineup together, you're kind of limiting the other three guys that can be on the floor at that time. I mean, and especially, you know, Davion and De'Aaron both aren't knockdown shooters by any stretch of the imagination. So if you add them to the list as well, you kind of have to have Keegan Barnes, Herder, or Monk as one of those two mm-hmm. other, or I guess TD, I mean, you just need to have two other shooters on the floor if you're going to have those guys. It's just not that's not an optimal lineup for sure. But, um, you know, it's it's not it's by no means a bad lineup. It's just uh, it's it's that's where it gets interesting. And I think that's where the questions arise. And I think it's a pretty polarizing topic. The the Holmes and Sabonis playing together for that reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this roster, it's 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 improved. It's not. Polished to the point of where we know who's going to be where. There's, a, I mean, I think Terrence Davis is a wild card too. Where I think he, I think he deserves minutes. I think that if he's on the bench not playing and he's wearing his warm up and he's part of the bench, you know, the yeah. the the bench mob and everything like that, that's that's a waste of a player. I mean, he yeah. he was arguably in 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 my opinion a better basketball player than Buddy Hill was that last year. Mm-hmm. And when he came in and, and got those minutes last season before he got hurt, he was putting up very good numbers when he played over 20, 25 minutes per game. So um, it, I think what you brought up a little while ago is a perfect example like the fact that they might do some things we aren't really thinking of. And I think yeah. a lot of us have Keegan penciled in as a starting power forward. I think a lot of us have, have looked to uh, my my concerns about the Rashawn Holmes, the bonus pairing, but I think we might see some things we weren't you know, initially expecting. Mm -hmm. and that's one in my opinion for sure the uh i like that possibility though against the uh the the teams have two big bigs cleveland Mm -hmm. um minnesota what have you um any other big thoughts on your end about camp no not really i mean
0: it's been pretty limited in terms of the access that we've gotten we haven't really you you mentioned everything that we've seen in the uh in training camp really it's been it's been the free throws it's been the running uh, the other day, we saw them watching an NBA referee video where they were learning about the new rules and how they'll be enforced. Uh,
1: that was that's one thing, but but that's gonna be do you know how interesting that rule is? And like, I think the Kings are gonna be one of the better benefits. They're gonna benefit so much from that. Have you the from at that the transition point? take foul? Yeah, because if you are a, a fast, if you are a fast or a player that can get out and like you know, LeBron James is gonna benefit from it too. Um, people that get out and kind of run the break. The Aaron Fox loves to get out in the break. He can pick up steals. He's a great anticipatory defender as far as picking off passes. Not great. He's good uh, picking off passes. If you get those take fouls where they wrap you around the waist or they just you know stop you to stop the fast break, like we've seen so many times. Um, anybody on the floor, anyone that's currently on the floor, can take the free throw. So Fox has the ball in his hands and he's he steals it from Damian Lillard and gets ahead and Anthony Simons comes up and just grabs him around the waist real quick, they're going to call a transition take foul, and they can send Kevin Herter an 80% free throw shooter to the line.
0: Yeah, That's no, crazy. I hear you on that. I think the thing that people aren't really thinking about is the fact that I kind of think this is going to eliminate that in total. Um, I'm not saying you won't see transition take fouls at all, but I, I, I think the goal of this was to eliminate that exact situation from ever happening again. I think uh, once you get it, I mean, it's going to happen pretty often, maybe in the first week of the season, yeah. but coaches are definitely going to harp on. Don't do it. Just let them. I mean, it's a lot worse to get. Is it two shots or one?
1: It's one, one shot, but I mean, you could turn a three point, a, exactly. a two point or three points possession to a three or four point. It's possession, just not so. worth it.
0: And so it, it wouldn't even make sense. You know, if a player does it, it it's not going to be, like it is you know like it's been in the past where it's just like oh like uh, whatever whatever we did it like it's going to incentivize people to or de-incentivize people from doing it uh so i kind of think it's not really going to benefit anyone in particular especially towards the end of the season i'd imagine it's just one of those things that we we don't talk about ever that's a good point you know also if i'm not mistaken i believe i heard in that in that presentation that the rule does not apply in the last two minutes.
1: Yes, of the fourth so quarter. You can do it. You can. That's what I'm saying. That that's so that it's a lot to not a lot to differentiate. But like you have to like as a basketball player, you have to like really like just screw that into your brain. To, like, yeah. not okay for the first forty six minutes. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. And then you have to like flip that switch, and that's on the coaching staff to like yeah, have your players ready. Like but like. There's going to be some boneheaded moves. Like, someone's going to forget. Like, there's going to be 240 left in a, an intense game. And, like, someone's going to forget. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see. But I'm not saying the Kings are going to be, well, you had a good point with that. But if it does happen and people do forget, I mean, the Kings are a team with Fox that are going to be out on that break a lot. Cause, like, Mike mm-hmm. Brown even said that we need to use De'Aaron Fox's speed. Yeah. He's one of the fastest players in the history of the game, according to Mike Brown. And we need to play to his strengths, and yeah. I think that's something that they, I agree. I mean, he's twenty four years. He's like, yeah. he's only twenty four years old, but he's kind of crazy mm-hmm. to me. Six it's NBA insane. season. It doesn't 24. make any sense. four doesn't make any sense. I thought he was like twenty six, like Sabonis, but I forget mm-hmm. he's twenty four. So, yeah.
0: oh, I mean, if anything, to to your original point, um, I think the King it will benefit the Kings in the sense of we might see them run out in transition a lot more than what we've seen in the past, which is. Um, uh, the point of the rule is to is to not eliminate these incredibly exciting events from the game, uh, and so the Kings obviously you mentioned it with having De'Aaron Fox. Also, let's not forget Malik Monk as well, who's an incredibly fast athlete and also has a lot of highlight plays from college with uh, De'Aaron in the transition. So, I I think those two running in transition will be. Count I, I would expect at least three
1: f- transition, you know, lobs just law. Lob, yeah. Uh, per game. <laughs> I love that. I would love yeah. that. And I look forward to that. And hopefully, you know, I mean, again, it's a win-win because if, if they're going to foul Fox, cool. Free throw mm-hmm. from anyone on the floor in possession. And if they don't, they're going to have to stop Fox and transition, which is, you know, good luck. So are you
0: ready for the five minute review of, is this a clear path foul or a transition take foul?
1: It's a very good point. Does it I, even matter? <laughs> while others like baseball is trying to shorten the game with pitch clocks and stuff, the NBA is adding more rules, which are going to have yeah. more reviews and more stoppage time. And love it. it I will say <laughs> one rule I wish would change is I don't understand why in basketball you only get one challenge, and once you use it, it's gone. Yeah. Like in baseball, if you challenge, you get to keep it. You get to keep challenge. It, makes, it just makes the most sense because, like, if if. You you only can use one, mm-hmm. and I guess it's because there's so many plays, and like you can just keep challenging plays over and over, and just keep winning them, and keep winning them, and then you just wouldn't.
0: Or well, it should be like football. You win the first one, you get a second one, and that's it. Yeah, after F- that
1: you're done. Yeah, I I think that's that. Even that, I would love that, and the fact that they that they don't do it that way, it's just uh,
0: because it's like I mean, a referee is going to make a blatant mistake at some point in the game. Why should you? Waste your only opportunity to fix that when it's in reality the referee's fault, and then later in the game, if they have another blatant mistake, you are penalized because they made two blatant mistakes, mm-hmm. and you only could challenge one. Like it just doesn't. Make That's sense. a bone.
1: I've, I've I've last year I'd rant at the at my seat sometimes. But <laughs> Luke Walton used a challenge like on a on a, in a good way, like with three minutes left yeah. or four minutes left, whatever. Like the reverse offensive foul charge, like that re- resulted in it, it saved the Kings three points. Like it was an offensive foul charge, um, that was originally called like an M one. So I, I don't know, NBA, great start, but let's let's get to the real issues here. Tighten it up, boys. Tighten it up. Um, should we get to the yeah. ESPN rankings? Let's do it. Okay. Tennis, tennis here. This is like a week in the waiting
0: here. So uh I. Don't know when these these came out. Maybe like a week or two ago.
1: Um, it um, came out on I have the date here. They released so, the September the 10, days okay, 10, days ten
0: days ago. Okay, ten days ago. So we're not too bad. Huh. Uh, ESPN and I believe CBS Sports as well released their NBA top 100 players. They do it every year. Uh, every single year. It seems like it is meant for this exact reason, just for content purposes to get people riled up and uh, really just it's not a it's not a good list, but. Uh nonetheless, we're gonna abuse it and we are going to make content out of it. So the Sacramento Kings, I believe, had four players in the ESPN top one hundred and three mm. um in the CBS Sports top one hundred. We're gonna focus on ESPN's uh rankings just because nobody cares about
1: CBS, CBS. sports.com.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um Frank, I have withheld this information from you for ten days now. You have do you want to start with uh, with De'Aaron Fox's positioning amongst the point guards? He, uh, would you like to start with Demondus Sabonis?
1: Just a, a disclaimer: De'Aaron Fox was ranked as the fifty fourth best player. Yeah. So I'm going to assume I need to assume how many point guards are ahead of him. Yes. Fifty fourth in the league, which I believe he was. He was forty or th- he was thirty fourth last season. So ESPN really is just like gonna be disrespecting him hard on this one they put him 23 spot 20 spots lower um i'm gonna guess there are 16 point guards ahead of him
0: okay you are wrong there's 18 point guards ahead that's so disrespectful Darren fox, Darren fox being... is the 19th best point guard in the nba uh would you like me to quickly read off the list please please Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, John Morant, James Harden, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Trey Young. Also stop me when you feel like De'Aaron should probably be. I'm going to, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going to, I'll let you know when I, I'm I'll, wrong. Go on. Gotcha.
0: Trey Young, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart. Nope. Cade Cunningham. Nope. Fred Van Fleet, Nope. LaMelo Ball. Mm, maybe. Uh, DeJounte Murray. Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland, Shea no. Alexander.
1: No. Jamal Murray. No. Aaron Fox. He should probably be top top 15 for sure. Top fifteen for sure. So if
0: I had to like tier this, I would probably say Luca Steph tier one. Um maybe Ja just on the edge. He's maybe almost tier there. Tier one and a
1: half. He's almost there. Um
0: so I'll just I'll I'll put John tier two with Harden, Lillard, Trey Young, uh Tier Three, I would have CP three, Drew, Kyrie, and then there's kind of honestly it's just kind of the rest of the guys at that point. Is Marcus Smart, Cade, Van Vliet, Lamello, Murray, Maxie, Garland, Shea, Jamal, De'Aaron. All of those guys are kind of your your I mean, I don't want to say good, not great, because I think De'Aaron is a great player. But in terms of, you know, the hierarchy of things, I would say you're solid at point guard, but you're not an elite point guard at that point.
1: Yeah, I'm... So, yeah, he's I mean, being... A, he's what do being, you think of
0: De'Aaron as a tier three point guard? Honestly, I mean, by ESPN's ranking, I would say they have him probably as a tier four, but... No, he's being
1: disrespected. He's being like,
0: Cade? Yeah. I mean, that that's where I kind of... I,
1: it's a little bit of you're anticipating. with Cade. I, that's I'm, anticipatory. Yeah. They don't know. I, I'm
0: willing to hear it with Cade. He's obviously a number one pick. He's going to be on a team by himself, or you know, he's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting for his team, so his numbers will look good. It's the Fred VanVleet. I love Fred VanVleet. He's a phenomenal, high-level role player. Um, He's not better than De'Aaron Fox. No, LaMelo Ball, he's a very better. exciting player, as unproven in terms of winning as De'Aaron Fox, is just, I mean, he's more flash than actual, I don't want to say than actual substance, but in terms of, you know, productivity, I think, um, you know, I, I don't think LaMelo is quite at that level
1: yet. I, I think he's they're, I, they're, I hate... they're
0: probably neck and neck.
1: Chris, I, you don't know you don't know how down I was on Lamelo Ball before. I really hate to say it, but I think he, <laughs> I do think he's better right now. I mean, if, again, we don't know what Fox is going to do this year, but when you average twenty six and seven and shoot forty three from the field, almost for forty sure. from three, like you're, yeah. you're, you're a problem. No, he's he's
0: he's he's a problem for sure. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to downplay Lamelo at all. That, that do you know his Lame- middle name? Uh, no. Lame- if it's not Lamelo, I no.
1: It's La something. Licello. His middle name is. It's a country.
0: It's a country. Le, le,
1: I almost said a continent. Um, <laughs> Which one? Antarctica. La Africa. No. La. Um, La <laughs> North America. Yeah. Le North. Uh, uh, no, it's 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 La France. La China.
0: La China. Le France. I almost said Asia. Um. um
1: le, 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 no. I. It's, it's not, not. La France. It's not it's La France, La France, right? La France, La France. Where did his it, basketball reference is is Mello his middle name? Uh it's La Mello Ball. What's Lonzo's middle name? All right. I
0: I have no comment on that at all. That is absolutely terrible. I don't know Anderson. why more people don't know that. Uh that is that is top tier horrible. You cannot go uh, do double well lamello honestly La nuts. It should just be La Mello, La france Lafrance ball at that point.
1: It's an, it's a lot. It's triple a lot. Ls. Uh, what's uh De'Aaron? I think De'Aaron Fox's middle name. I know it already. What is it? Anthony. It's, uh, Martez. Anywho, Mar- I, I'm not here for the Fox Mar- Martez. Mar- I'm not here for the Fox uh, slander. A lot of like national outlets have been doing it it's like not i don't know why it's cool and trendy to just like dunk on the kings but it's i'm kind of it's not like it's not cute anymore it's like <laughs> oh the kings are like it's like, okay yeah. it's like with the Bengals back in the day and the the browns like i know that they Ryan. both won and like the kings yeah. will have to win to get that respect yeah. but just dis- disparaging what De'Aaron fox has done because he plays for a team that's really struggled is just unfair to him it's very stupid if he played for any other team if he played for the magic if he played for the Blazers, I mean, he would yeah. be, he be an all-star. He would be yes. a superstar. I mean, people are looking at Tyrese Halliburton like he's a superstar. People would probably talk left. about
0: him the same way they talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander, just where it's like,
1: oh yeah, he's a great player. But
0: I mean, well, assuming he's on a bad team. If, if it weren't for the fact that the Kings are historically bad, I would say people would view him like Shea, where it's like, that's a really good player. He's on a really bad franchise, but that does not affect the fact that he is a great player. Saying that, Shea He's Gilgis only, Alexander is also 17th on this list.
1: He also is, he has been hampered by injuries the past few years. He played 30, yeah. uh, Shea Gilgis played 35 games year before last, and last year played 56. So almost like a, a whole season over two years. And then Fox hasn't been like, a, of that is you know, doesn't want him to play. Fox has had like freak injuries. He's not like having ongoing like major surgeries. Like he had a, Giannis mm-hmm. slapped the man's hand last year. He would have played the rest of the, he would have played seventy two games if wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. And then he played fifty-eight um the year before in the seventy two game season. So he missed fourteen because he got COVID pretty nasty um at that. So um to end the, the Fox portion though. Um I'm just I think that I think this year is gonna be the year that changes it, knock on wood for him. Mm-hmm. If the Kings so, win, too. he will be an all star but they have to win.
0: Not only that, I mean, I think a big, every time any national media person brings up De'Aaron Fox and his season last year, it's always mentioning he started slow and then he went insane the second half of the season. There is acknowledgement of his play the second half of the season. I just think this season, it has to be complete. It has to be from the first game and it has to continue through the entire season for him to get the respect that he deserves. Because I just think, People feel people just don't know where to put him. People don't know what to do with him. Um, and it's just kind of easy to to keep him in in this box of like, OK, he's good. Not great. We like what we see. But at the same time, there's major concern. I mean, his shooting is still an obvious major concern that people will mm-hmm. always have concerns about
1: unless his play dictates that it doesn't matter, which we know it yeah. doesn't. It, if he'd average is if he what was it last year 23 almost four rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, 47 from the field. He'll be an All-Star if he does that yeah. in February and the Kings are winning or they're in a top 10 spot. I think it's kind of hard to to not say he's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. So, um not great ESPN, not great. Not great.
0: We'll move to a more positive one. DeMontis Sabonis, where do you think DeMontis Sabonis ranks amongst NBA
1: centers? Demondo Sabonis is ranked overall forty-seventh the highest king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than he's either. only down seven only down seven spots from last year. So they're not really they're not disrespecting him too much. Uh centers above Sabonis, I will guess thirteen. Hmm.
0: Thirteen.
1: Also, I'm 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 hoping that I'm wrong. Well, you are. Um There are Six
0: centers above. Wow, DeMonte this is Simone. good. This is good. Sorry, I am shocked. Good. I this could not believe it. I don't even know if this. If I think this is true, um, in front of him, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Karl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo, Evan Mobley, Demontis Monroe sits that. seventh
1: they're probably all better than, than I think him.
0: that they are all better. Mobley there's like
1: a discussion Mobley will proven. be Mobley Mobley, Mobley Mobley will be
0: is on track to be
1: top 3 honestly as a rookie Mobley 15 and 8 50% from the yeah. field he's not a distributor but he's he's just a guy that can shoot i mean he's 50% a 50% from the field
0: monster i mean his he his is real is. impact is defense and he is like 1.7 like blocks like I mean, people are already
1: going to Tim Duncan comparisons Jeez. for Evan Mobley. 1 in 15 um, blocks over 69 games. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, Very no, nice. I, so this is a list that like I don't feel is, like, disgusted. And I I really think this is pretty on the head. And I tried telling someone, not telling someone, I tried putting on Twitter, he's, like, a top 10 center in the league. And people, like, literally thought I was an idiot the day of, of the Halliburton trade. I was like, oh, he's top 10 center. Like, what? What are you watching? No, he he is like Sabonis is a top ten center. He, he he can walk into to fifteen and twelve a night. Like that's incredible. One of the Kings. It also had needs to be league.
0: acknowledged that there are other players who are like Anthony Davis, who is listed as a power forward. Uh, Draymond Green, I believe, also might have been listed ahead of Sabonis. He's listed as a power forward. Um, There's a couple couple other situations like that um, where it's like you know. Could Sabonis be a little bit lower? Sure. But to your point, like he's at the very least a top 10 center.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think that's pretty on the head. I think that's fine. I
0: also have written down here a list. I, I, this one took me the longest time. Uh, So where do you think the King's big three rank? So the highest, uh, the third highest ranked King behind Tamanis Sabonis at 47 and De'Aaron at 54 was uh, one Harrison Barnes, who was ranked 74th on this list. Mm -hmm. So I compiled, I just kind of went down the list, and as, you know, oh, Curry was number one. Okay, Clay was number 11. And, you know, I just kind of went and wrote everyone until they had three listed, and then that was their ranking. Where do you think the Kings rank in terms of big threes? Big three of De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes is a top blank top three.
1: Big three. Not top 10. Um, (laughs) It is not top 10. 19th.
0: Very close. 17th. 17th. Uh, That makes sense to me, I guess. If I could quickly, quickly run through this. (laughs) Number one, number one, I feel like is going to shock you. Who do you I'm think guessed. is the number one top three? Again, this would be the three players or the quickest to have three players named in their top three. Or I'm sorry, the quickest. Oh my, you guys get it. You get it. You understand what I'm trying to say. Um, Celtics. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns was 13. Uh, Edwards. Go Bear Anthony Edwards was 25. Coming in Dave Edwards, second, 25. 25. I just, all right. Coming in second was the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, Drew, and Middleton. Uh, number three was the Celtics, Tatum Brown Smart. Number four was the Warriors with Steph, Wiggins, and Clay. Number five was who is number five? Number five was the Raptors with Siakam, Van Vliet and Barnes. Uh, number six was sorry. I have this written like, all over the place because I had no idea where this was going to play out. Number six is why do I want? Oh, six is the Sixers 76ers and bead Maxi. Maxie. Number seven is the Pelicans with Ingram, Zion, and CJ. Number eight would be the Cleveland Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. Number nine is the Suns with Booker, CP, and Bridges. Number 10 is the Bulls with Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic. Number 11 is the Heat with Jimmy Bam and Kyle Lowry. Number 12 is the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James, AD, Russell Westbrook at number 65. Uh number 13 is the Memphis Grizzlies, Jaw Triple J, Desmond Bain. Uh 14 is the New York Knicks with RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. I would argue the Kings probably All have right. a, that, that's yeah. probably where the Kings belong is as at 14 uh 15 sorry almost winding down here the nuggets with Jokic, murray mpj 16 is the hawks mm, with trey that, murray collins and 17- that's unproven
1: to sorry i'll go back to
0: that no you're good that's it
1: the nuggets too it's like okay jamal murray hasn't played in like a season and a half two years yep. uh michael porter, jr. michael porter jr hasn't has played 100 career games i don't think he played at all last year right I don't believe so. Or did he play like the first three games of the year, maybe? Maybe, yeah. He did He um, not play
0: for a majority of last season.
1: He played in nine games last year, and he averaged nine points, five rebounds. I mean, he's playing hurt. So how can you put the Kings, I don't know, whatever. I mean, we're so Kings podcast. What's podcasts, interesting so to me
0: is that the two teams... I'm going to be biased. Had, but. Uh, two teams that had two highly ranked players but just could not get a third ranked player. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets with Katie and Kyrie. I think their third best player was Seth Curry at like in the 90s, maybe. And then the third, or uh, the other team was Kawhi and Paul George,
1: who I don't think they had a third player listed. I believe. You know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want the Kings to be higher on these lists, we have to uh, got to win. So, yeah, I'm gonna not continue to raise my blood pressure. <laughs> Over the fact the Kings are, the Kings are being put below team yeah. injured trios, Those guys haven't played in a year and a half to years. Yeah, uh, it's all about big names. All about the team you play for, the uh, the track record going to the playoffs, proving themselves. They've proven themselves. So I
0: think, yeah, I think we the have, Knicks one to me is probably where the Kings belong to have R.J. Randall and Brunson on that list. I would kind of, yeah, I I just I mean Sabonis is better than Randall. He's yes. better than Barrett. He's obviously better than Brunson. Fox, Fox is better Fox is, Fox is better, better than Randall than both of them. And in... RJ might be at the same level, and that's maybe being generous. Uh I'm not a Jalen Brunson guy at all. Harrison you know. is Harrison is is Harrison, but yeah, and Harrison is the reason why the Kings are um kind of low Jeez. on this list. He he was at seventy four, but you know. Keegan Murray is already, as I stated at the top, he he's listed at number ninety-four or ninety-five or something on the now, list. So there's potential the dis- if he has a good rookie season, maybe he could he could jump up a
1: little. For all the disrespect I've been saying that the Kings have gotten, that is some respect that they did give because he one he's of one people. of two rookies to be in the top one hundred. The other one's Palo. So yeah. He's he's being looked at as a top two rookie.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's uh I mean that's yeah, that's very big praise. Chet Holmgren, I think might've made the list had, had, uh, had he not been injured, but you know, for, for Keegan to put the summer league that he put together, I think everyone is expecting him to, to be a contributor to this team, which, um, you know, kind of going back to the conversation we had earlier, uh, will, it'll be interesting to see how, how soon he can kind of get his, get his role established. Who's, um, on, your, who's on your shirt? Is that Vladdy? That's a lot of people on my shirt. There's uh, Chris Vlade, has a web, a... Mitch. There's Oscar. There's. I think that's it's all the retired people, all the, bands. All the retired people. people, all the what? retired members. Where'd, you... Where'd she get that? Goodwill. That's I got sick. At Goodwill. Uh, yeah, I, it was a shirt that they gave out. Let me see. I don't know what the back says. Uh, <laughs> prestige dot com pizza guy. Oh, I remember that. game year. Out. like it's a pretty random assortment no, I, of games on here. I
1: I have the same sh- uh, different. It's like the same shirt, but like not that. Uh, that's on the front of it. What's on the front of mine yeah. is like just like the the fireworks going off near the court for like the intros. But I would much rather have that, with like the Kings Legends on it, and like the banners. It's sick. They yeah. they, they anymore. I complained about this before. The King's store needs more like King stores. Cool things. Uh, yeah, cool-
0: me, me and Brendan stopped in the King store the other day after training camp, and uh, you know, it's just they have some cool stuff, but like, it's just also so expensive. Oh, it's
1: crazy. So it's Nike. It's all Nike, though. Nike does not want to. You know, I I do stuff like my badge when I work there. They they get discounts, but might have to might have to give a shot. But crazy. All right. Well. Um,
0: first game on monday first game on monday um hold on sorry no i'm reading the word about Udoka trying to see what it says found crude language in his dialogue with a female subordinate prior to start of an improper workplace relationship an element that significantly factored into severity of a
1: one-year suspension. Crude remark. Um. So he said something. He said the magic word. He said something probably very horrible. Um. Not great.
0: Not no. and great. Uh, you know to to uh to your point earlier as well. It's it's nice that uh it's not nice that these situations are going on around the league. Obviously, what's happening in Phoenix. What's happening in Boston. Um. What's happening in even you know to a smaller degree. What's happening in Brooklyn. Um, even, you know, even the questions that are surrounding Philly and James Harden, we have none of that here. It is all I'm good vibes. Away. It is all positivity. Everyone seems to be on the same track on the same mind. Um, and that's honestly, I think the first time we can say that probably since Jaeger's been here where everyone's worked together. And,
1: what's up? Since you and I have worked together. I mean, what, three, four years. Like, I don't think I've ever yeah. come into training camp and like, wow, like, there was last year I think looking back it's it's horrible but in the minute in the moment I was like oh there's no drama and then the Bagley statement got dropped but yeah no this is like all good everyone's happy ha- wanting to play yeah. together new faces I mean to me
0: the thing is that nobody has personal incentive that will trump the team I mean I think it was clear that last year Bagley I mean we we we're guilty of it too. We put a lot of pressure on last season for Marvin. He obviously entered free agency uh, this off season. So he was trying to get paid. Uh, the situation was very unclear here in Sacramento, what his role would be. So um, there was a lot of talk about Marvin, the individual buddy of course had the, the rumors where he was pretty much traded on, on that draft day and then had to come back and the dynamics of that. Will he stay? Will he get moved? Um, there's just none of that. I mean, obviously Harrison Barnes has his contract situation. If there's any single human being in the NBA who I'm not concerned will will stat pad or will, you know, just intentionally try and look for his own numbers to to get paid more, it's Harrison Barnes. Uh the the Rashawn Holmes situation is a little murky in terms of what his role will be. Um again, probably the second least concerned I I, Rashawn is the person I would be second least concerned about uh, on this team in terms of being selfish and and not buying into a role because he's personally upset. I think, I mean, I I just, it's, it's almost the polar opposite of last year. It was like the two guys, Marvin and buddy that you would least want to be upset in terms of getting the team all on the same page. And this season, it's like, yeah, if anyone's not going to be on the same page, at least it's those two guys who are
1: hyper professionals And uh, just good guys. No, I mean, hey, man, like you said, vibes are good. Uh, Just got to hope everyone gets through camp healthy. That's a huge point um, that I want to keep my eyes on is keeping everybody healthy. I want to be all systems go come opening night on October 19th. Yep. Um, Until then, we will be back probably Tuesday, hopefully Tuesday after the first preseason game. Then there's a week until the next game. Basically, they play on Sunday. And uh, we'll have some actual basketball to talk about for the first time in a long time. Before we cut out here, Frank, Frank,
0: we've been on for an hour. People got their Kings fix. Please give us at least a minute or two on Aaron Judge.
1: um, I will say I think it's... Your
0: favorite baseball team, for those who don't know. Frank's been a lifelong Yankee fan. Obviously, the things that Aaron Judge has done this season is is, is unprecedented. And a fair used fairer
1: word to use? Yeah, I, I think so. It, I I'm just like more. It's been kind of a it's a bummer because I feel like I have so many Giants fans friends in my life, and like everyone just kind of like this is cool, like, but like being it's, the not, worst. it's not it's not it's not the same. It's like yeah, I'm I I know no one's. If people are saying that, like, they're dumb, I, I am not trying to say this is more impressive than what Barry Bonds did. I mean, aside of the steroid stuff, which people are always trying to tell me he'd never fail the drug test. It's like, that's cute. You can believe that. Um, <laughs> you can go ahead and believe that. Go ahead. He he has this the single season record. And, like, if yeah. people want to say, like, that's not real, it's like, okay, well, he did it. It's the record. It's in the book. 73 is the one to beat. But Aaron Judge is going for the American League record, and that means something to him and to Yankees fans to baseball fans that really love baseball and nobody's hit 60 home runs by the way in over 20 years like it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing Mm -hmm. and I think Giants fans are having a tough year and they're wanting to kind of find something to get mad about and that's probably it so I'm not trying to throw stones at you guys uh that are Giants fans listening I'm mostly going at my friends so (laughs) I mean it's um, also tough with the Giants fans because they're adamant that aaron judge will be on the giants next season i just don't think it's gonna happen but i don't either i just think that the giants are more likely to go get like trey turner or another big name like mm-hmm. Xander bogart's like they they're gonna need a shortstop because crawford's about i think that ship's about a stay about a sale um but no I, I, it's really fun like i'm excited to watch the game in an hour and a half like i'm i want him to get 62 then after that shut him down until to the playoffs, but it's been crazy just to like have that feeling of watching every at bat and just kind of hanging on it, kind of like how it was when Bonds was playing. Because mm-hmm. this is kind of the first instance of that to me, like wanting yeah. to watch every at bat. They cut in all over the country, um because my old boss is a, is a Giants fan, and he saw me at a bar the other night and was like, "I got so mad they put on the Judge at bat during the college football game <laughs> and had the football <laughs> game with the small screen." Like, get that the hell out of here. And I was like, all right, like right, i I'm sorry. Like, it's a national story. Uh, but um, I mean, I,
0: I'm nah. not like the biggest baseball fan, but I just love sports. And, you know, at one point, baseball was a top two sport here in America it, in my lifetime. You know, in our childhood, I would say baseball was probably the number two sport behind football. Um, and so as somebody who, who loves sports and loves the history, I just think it's it's. I mean, yeah. To 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 not acknowledge what Aaron Judge is doing right now is complete insanity. Is just you're just missing the point. I mean, triple crown. Like you said, like triple crown. No one's hit. No one's hit sixty home runs in years. Um, for him to do it in when seemingly, I mean, I mean, I you know, I'm not a baseball talk guy, but it just seems like nobody is really. There's no legendary players at this moment. It's, there's a lot of great baseball players, it seems, right now. Obviously, Verlander and stuff. There are legendary players, but it, it's Cabrera, not. Miguel Cabrera, yeah. Yeah, it's not often that something legendary happens, I should say. It's bigger uh, than that the That it's game. like, this is like, we can all acknowledge. The Albert Pujols' 700 home runs. Like, yes. this is something that we can all acknowledge is, like, historically relevant and crazy and insane. Um, and just for people I it's very interesting and it I guess it speaks to how many people just hate the Yankees, but it's just crazy to me how many people are trying to disregard this completely. Not even yeah, disregard it,
1: like, but just kind of act like it doesn't matter or like they don't care. It's just like we live in a in a market where it's just dominated by the Giants and Barry Bonds. Like that's great. That's fine. Like I yeah. Barry Bonds is a guy I grew up, I loved Barry Bonds growing up. Like even though I like the Yankees, I always like Barry Bonds. Yeah. Like, it was cool that we saw him at King's Practice and at the Rivercats game the other day. That was really cool. And yeah. I just think they both can be I saw one of the Yankee writers is like, how come we can't just like as sports fans say they're both like great? This is they're both great things. Like great people that, are, thing are, that
0: we are, saw. Like Yeah, and people, and people that are against the, the steroid right right right. era, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People that are like, oh, the steroid yeah. era ruined baseball, that's fine. But like you can't you can't tell me that the seventy three home runs is like not a, a marvel to to like look at. And what we're mm-hmm. seeing right now, a guy who's going for a triple crown, Aaron Judge is gonna lead, trying to lead the league in ARP in batting average, like a point behind home runs, RBIs, and he's doing it on a year where he said to the Yankees, "No thanks, I'm going to take your thirty-five million dollar record-breaking position player deal, which that would have made him the highest-paid position player in baseball. Yeah. I'm going to take that and say I'm going to bet on myself this year." And he, by doing that, he brought himself an extra hundred million probably. So like mm-hmm. the ultimate gamble, he's doing this in a contract year. So he's going to make a lot of yeah. money. So it's insane.
0: I mean, there could not be, he could not have put more pressure on himself and for him to just hyper over deliver is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just another wrinkle that makes this absolutely insane. And like, it's, I don't like his life. Again, he like just... like you've been saying, regardless of how you view the record, put all that aside, just, this moment in history that we're going to have for the rest of our life. We like, we can, we're going to hark on this for, for until the next time it happens, you know, yeah. and even then we'll be like, you know, wow. Yeah. Like, it, it, that's the thing is, I feel like we really won't realize how special this is until this
1: doesn't happen again for, for 20 another, more years next
0: amount of years. Exactly.
1: Yeah. He's not going to, I don't think anyone's expecting him to do this again. Only one person. <laughs> <that he laughs> once. No, I think it was McGuire yeah. and Sosa, I think, have hit more than 62 to, uh, on more than one occasion. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think if you're a sports fan and you, and you if you you care about this, enjoy it. Yeah, we're seeing something very cool. Like, aside from the fact I'm a Yankee fan, like, it's very cool to see it. It'd be like when, um, like, when there's, I think when Kobe scored 80. I was like, I'm, I'm appreciating this. This is cool to see. Like, we're not going to see this again for a long time, and we might never see that again. So, yeah, we um, will no, I wouldn't. I think was it breeze and Brady were going back and forth with the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The touch like, that's cool to see, like them just kind of trading back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to see someone hit sixty home runs for a while, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm, obviously, Uncle I'm enjoying Vladdy it. it.
0: <laughs> Vladdy will probably
1: do yeah, it. I mean, before. he could. He could. Yeah. He could. Yeah. But I'll enjoy it a lot more when Judge signs his contract. But yeah. For now, I'm kind of like scared watching. It's like
0: is this is so cool, but yeah. I'm actually <laughs> horrified.
1: <laughs> Please, see.
0: I mean, there's no reason
1: yeah hit one more tonight and then you shut him down
0: yeah yeah but well that's it he got thank you for everyone who listened to that extra eight minutes of of yankee talk right there um for frankie cardicelli i'm chris Watkins. thank you all for listening so much we will be back uh hopefully ne- early next tuesday. week um tuesday is the plan i didn't want to i didn't want yeah <laughs> didn't wanna, tuesday or wednesday we'll see, has, but, we'll see what chris has we'll see what chris is on his
1: plate for his four jobs uh, uh, on tuesday
0: So, yeah, I mean, we will at that point have one Kings preseason game in the book. So we'll talk about that. And I'm sure something else will pop up in between now and then. Uh, Until then, uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, bye.
1: Peace.